It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Jenke and I'm joined today by Catherine Zidel. Catherine is a retired flight attendant turned fitness professional. She started training clients while still working for the airlines and decided to start her own training business in 1996. She's been competing in bodybuilding since then and she turned professional with the International Federation of Bodybuilding at age 59 and she still competes at age 67. Catherine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Chris, for having me. So you're still competing. Yes. <laughs> and what's that like? You're, you're almost 70 years old and you're still competing as a professional bodybuilder. I turned professional in 2014. When I started bodybuilding in the 90s, the professional status was very elusive and I, they had just added master's classes at 30, which was women 35 and over and men 40 and over. Okay. I said, oh, you get to compete as a master's my very first show. Master's classes were actually harder because the women had been <laughs> doing it for a long time. But mind you, bodybuilding was not a very popular. It was very new in the, you said you started in the 90s, right? 90s, yeah, 96, 96 was my first show. I was 41. Yeah, yeah. I started, yeah. I started lifting weights in my late 30s. Awesome. So. I, I think you and I started, I think I started lifting in 94. I was a little bit younger, but I started in 1994 lifting, been lifting ever since. So what, so you're a flight attendant in up until the 90s and what got you to, to say, hey, wait a minute, maybe I want to try some. Actually, the competition is just goal setting. It's how it started out for health and fit. Started with, I'll go ahead and say the name of the airline, was Southwest Airlines. If anyone looks back on the history, when we started out, we flew around Texas and it was only women flight attendants and we wore hot pants and boots. <laughs> And so we had weight check every week and everybody had to be attractive and look good in their hot pants. It basically catered to the businessman commuter. And then low fares for people going out of Texas on the nights and weekends. Always trying to stay on weight check in the 70s, the wrong way, not eating, <laughs> drinking lots of coffee. So fast forward to the mid eighties, they got rid of weight check, but, and then they hired men, had different uniforms, but I did not like the way I felt. And I, we didn't have overnights at first. And when we did, I started like, I always was active growing up riding horses. I've been riding horses my whole life and just always active and recreational. I thought, well, I'm going to start running. I want to start trying to do it, some kind of structured workout. 
but it mainly it was the nutrition mm-hmm. that I wanted to focus on. And so as, and this was in, like I said, probably about 1989. So I went to an internal medicine doctor and I said, I had, I get a bunch of sugar and I was thankful back then. He said, higher protein, three meals a day, three snacks. And immediately I started feeling better. And because I started feeling better, I think a lot of people, once they start a program and start feeling better, then they're motivated to continue doing what they're doing. You you see results, you see this many, this much results from just a little change. And then you're like, if I make a big change, right? My whole life can transform. Exactly. And so I was very religious about just reading everything I could get my hands on about nutrition and how the body processes food and all the benefits and vitamins and supplements can do for you, which wasn't a lot of literature back then, but I already was into supplements. So I would get these magazines that advertise that they'd have articles that they had researched. And Mm -hmm. so I just fell in love with how the body works and how it takes your fuel and supplements and vitamins and exercise (laughs) to, uh, and then, so when I started doing just weight training, like circuit training, then I got interested in free weights. I went to a like a little gym down the street from where I lived in my apartments. So, I mean, that, it just exploded. People back then were like, you're not putting sauce on this and you're not (laughs) putting sugar on that. And so people started asking questions and I really got into, I just fell in love with the free weights. And so we did, back when we didn't have microwaves, we didn't have a refrigerator on the airplane and we were traveling around the country this time, but I would try to find a gym wherever I went, pack my food for my whole three day trip. <laughs> <laughs> it would take me 20 minutes to start closing a suitcase. It would take me two hours to get all my supplements and my food ready. It would last for three days. And this was in the early nineties and nobody was doing that. So, and then Of course, my body started changing. I started developing muscle. We wore shorts and camp shirts and tennis shoes and and going up and down the aisles and making PAs and everybody would stop me and say, oh my gosh, your arms look great. Your legs are great. Are you a runner? What do you do? Or they'd go to the back and they'd see me eating. My flight attendants hated because I was back there eating all the time in the back (laughs) gallery. You're eating again? (laughs) I've got to stay on. I just was so motivated. And then when you get in a routine, and I think a lot of people, I know my clients, when I just beg them to follow, yeah, I can't do this. Just follow this for, you'd be surprised. It only takes seven to 10 days at the longest two weeks. And they always come back and say, oh my God, you're right. I can't wait for that next little meal. They've been starving themselves at Weight Watchers. So this is yeah, we watchers So so this is really good. I I like giving people that little tips like this. So what you tell your clients to do for seven to ten days? You already mentioned more protein. This is what your doctor told you: more protein, and then three meals plus three snacks. How has that evolved over the time? Over over the last couple of decades, what do you tell your clients now? 
come on, please just try this for seven to 10 days. What, what's that information? Well, first, what I do is I ask them, which makes them mind conscious. I go, okay, you want to change, but I know that everyone is not going to be the three meals, three snack. You, you don't go from A to you know, zero to 60. Yeah, yeah. They, I look at the fact that they're, I'm asking them to change their lifestyle. And meal prepping or thinking about your meals uh, and planning when you're going to eat takes time that they have not experienced, even if it's a few minutes out of the day, it has to be a schedule. And so I ask them to write, write down what you've been eating. <laughs> and then I take it, but it also tells me what do they like. But I give them a general and say, but they sometimes want to be specific. Can you give me a diet? Well, let's, some people like fish, some people like chicken, some people, you want it to be a lifestyle. It's what do you like? And then if you, as long as you have for, you know, your body, this much protein at each of your main meals and two snacks, and here's a list of things you can choose from then you can devise your own. And so, but I give them a, just give them a sample and they come back and I say, and, and it's, it's not even as, I'm not even asking as much as the three meals and three snacks because right. you can't, you can't go take somebody who's not eating all day long and eats one big meal, eat all day long. They're going to yeah. go, Oh no, I'm too full. I can't do that. Right. Right. They, no, just, look, they just look at it on paper and go, Oh, wait a minute. That's way too much. I, yeah, actually, personally, it, it took me probably three years of knowing what type of meal plan I wanted to eat. It took me uh -huh. three years to actually get to that point because I would make one little change. I would get used to it for a while, make little adjustments, make one more little change. And after three years, finally, I got to that point where I was eating consistently. I actually, this is a good segue because I wanted to ask you about this. You just mentioned somebody who eats just one meal, big meal a day really popular now is intermittent fasting and I, I have the same response that I think you just, you just, you just, <laughs> As rolled, I roll my you just rolled your eyes I don't know <laughs> intermittent <laughs> fasting and keto are the two big ones I think keto is the old Atkins anyway which I tell people they just renamed the diet right and, and I said that's all it is it's just the old Atkins and I say that was invented by a doctor for people who are extremely obese and, and diabetic and yeah and uh, have epilepsy actually if you look at it mm, yeah. or they can't work out I said how do they lose weight and that and it was still if you research it with short term you aren't supposed to stay on a low or no carb diet and then I also tell them it takes yeah, you need 50 grams of carbs for your brain to function. Right. Now, I, I even have some athlete friends that swear that they build muscle on keto and they're not used to it. But I, we, we know that there's the physiology, and that's what I tell my clients, and they get so in. They just, then I apply it to how the body actually works for every person. Carbs are your first fuel source. The body 
uses those carbs in your blood, in your muscles. Then it goes to protein in your blood and then in your muscles. And then it goes to fat. So why would you want to eat fat specifically? Right. right. You know? <laughs> in huge quantities. It just, the body's not designed. Plus you have, the, the, I think I tell all my clients, I say, eat like a bodybuilder. Take what the, the 300 pound guy does and just chop it in half, but do the same thing. Like your carbs, protein, and fat. Well, if, yeah. And, and, and find what works for you. Like you took some time, you have it, if you had a basic plan yes. and then you tweak it to your liking and how you see your body responds. Right. And, and so what I do is guide those people along that path, but I give them structure, but I also give them flexibility because mm -hmm. that's the only way it's going to work. It has to be a lifestyle. That's how I adopted my lifestyle. It becomes a way of life. I, mean, I can't even imagine not ever. I know by looking at my food, how many ounces I still weigh. It's a habit. You know? yeah. I meal prep. It's a habit. Do I go out to eat occasionally? Yes. Uh, but I don't like the way I feel after I do. So I don't do it very often. And I'll see it in the way I feel the next day or my workout or just the way I slept that night. And so I tell my clients, you'll get to that point where your body will start telling you. Yeah. You don't need someone to say. Yeah. But I know you need direction to start. And it's so funny. They'll come back. 8% of the time. This is so much food. Yes, I know. Try just to get the three meals. And even if you get one or two snacks, do that for me. And if you get three fourths of this in, I'll be happy. Yeah. And they come back. <laughs> I said, but time it. Set a little timer. You need to eat every three hours. No more than four hours should go by. <laughs> They'll come back. I swear not. It's usually only a week later. Time. Oh my God, you're right. I am so hungry for that next meal. I mm. just and they never even ate breakfast. And they're telling me at the beginning. I'm sorry. I'm sick. I just get sick to myself. I cannot eat breakfast. Please, please, please. And just yeah. or don't drink your coffee because then you really won't want to. Then you don't want breakfast. You yeah. can, if you want coffee, you can have it after. <laughs> sure. Good idea. Because it takes away your appetite. They're also excited to find out all of this stuff, and they get intrigued as well. Oh, that's yeah. how the body works. Oh, right. coffee takes away your appetite. Oh, I need to eat more to lose weight. It's so that last one you just said, I need to eat more to lose weight, I think is the most empowering because you mentioned Weight Watchers earlier. We talked about keto, we talked about intermittent fasting. All these other things are very restrictive. And again, eat like a bodybuilder, eat every three hours, eat large amounts of protein, not like crazy, but you know, this much protein, mm -hmm. you, have your, you have a little salad, you have some vegetable and you have some carbs. And then of course there's fat in there because you get fat in the, the protein and everything. Because I get asked like, what about fat? <laughs> You there's can put your food. Yes. There's fat everywhere. Even in your vegetables. <laughs> you're like, what? Yes. <laughs> so, and it's just like, like, if you just put one of those meals down, I bet if you just went to your kitchen and got one of your meals and we looked at it, it's just like, like a common sense meal, right? Well, Versus, it's, it's like cut your plate and birds. Yeah. It's not gimmicky. It's just 
it's just common sense. And then, and then of course you're going to burn through that. And like you said, three hours, perfect. Mm -hmm. Like you don't want to eat in an hour. That seems too fast. You don't want to eat in eight hours. Like, why would you go eight hours without eating? Well, that goes with the inner, that's why I rolled my eyes into intermittent fasting. I don't know about you, but I don't know that I've met anybody that's had success with that. They will, they might lose weight. It's like keto. They might lose weight initially, but then they're go and they go crazy on their carbs and Mm. they overeat and, or I like the, I'm intermittent fasting and they're saving up for some big, you know, food fest. (laughs) I'm going to break my fast. Well, I said, so you slow down your metabolism. Your thyroid has stopped or slowed down to protect. I said, we're like cave people. Our bodies are designed and still that way today as it was when we had to fight and hunt for our food. And if there wasn't any food to survive, our bodies slowed down and didn't burn any fat. It burned muscle and whatever carbs were left, but it didn't burn because we can survive for, you know, days and days on body fat. Yep. Nine grams or nine calories per gram. And that's one thing that I, that's the first thing I'll tell somebody who's really into keto. I say, you know, for every gram of fat, you need nine calories as opposed I was like, to four. So how is that working for you? Right. I said, your carbs hold water. We know yeah. that. And that's a whole nother variable when people go, oh my God, I'm gaining weight. Your body's adjusting. I'm having you drink more water. You're eating carbs. Your body holds on to carbs. It will pan out, but they're like, oh, I've lost weight when I go keto. Yes, you've lost water weight. You've lost <laughs> I lost too. 10 pounds in one yeah. week. I was like, first of all, that's physiologically impossible. Right. Even the most you can lose is two pounds a week of body And it is, it is water weight. So this is a good segue. Talk about carb cycling a little bit. Because I think carb cycling is one of the best things that bodybuilders do. Is you you never let your body get used to one like flat line. I've done both, getting ready for competition. I've experimented with both, and both work. And um, when, but now the trick is when we say carb cycling, people think they need to go very low carbs and yeah. then add carbs low. I don't, yeah, you don't I said, no, that. carbs are still in my diet. What I do is I get a basic going and I cut my calories. Like that you, what is it? Is it takes uh, 3,500 calories a week to lose one pound of fat. You, right. a, you cut that and you divide that over the week. That's not very many calories a day. If you're working out already and burning above your maintenance because you're working out. So you just take away either. I'd like to take it away first in the carbs because you don't want to sacrifice protein. And that's how right. the carb cycling starts. And then in the initial stages, maybe a refeed with a cheat meal. I don't like cheat meals, like per se, where people go out and eat pizza and burgers right. and fries and stuff. I've never done that just as I, I'm on the health side. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, because then that, that does that yo-yo thing. And you're well, I'm just used part. to eating healthy. I just don't, it's just nothing that appeals to me. Maybe birthday cake once a year. But, <laughs> 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 but 
but uh, so then, then when they're starting, you're starting to make changes. So then you don't want to change one variable at a time. So you'll add a little bit of cardio. Let's say you're starting at 20 minutes, you bump it up 10 extra minutes on those cardio days. And then from the carbs and then the cardio, so that when you're getting, that's how you're tricking your body to eventually always be letting go of the body fat and hopefully hanging on to as much as you can. Now, when we get closer to competition, the body's going to resist getting down to a very low percentage of body fat. Yeah. And it, but if you eat consistently, the consistency is the key. I think that should be said in the beginning of all this, that find what works for you in being consistent. Yeah. And you have to do all three. You have to, the nutrition has to be consistent. You have to train. You have to do your cardio. You can't leave out one of those variables in the success of building or maintaining muscle and losing body. And being right. healthy. So it, it goes that way all the way to competition. And then I think probably when the body is not wanting to change is when the more advanced carb cycling comes in where, so you've already been gradually reducing and you never want to reduce your carbs like first thing in the morning or after your workout. That's when your body Needs the, needs the carbs is right after mm-hmm. yeah first thing in the morning and after your workout because right. when you're not you're less likely to overproduce insulin when you and then it just goes straight to your muscles and hopefully yeah. not to body fat you're going to utilize that for recovery <clears throat> and you've been fasting and this intermittent fasting we're all fasting we fast at eight at, well most overnight people, overnight for yeah. eight hours that's a long time without food and we're still burning calories at night to say you eat at night, you eat a meal at night. I said, I've gotten super lean getting up in the middle of the night and eating a meal. Right. You know, it's still calories in, calories out. Yeah. But I do believe to trick the body when you do hit a plateau and carb cycle that that kind of really ignites a fire to, oh, okay, so you're giving me extra carbs when you've taken it away for a couple of days and then you add your maintenance back in, the body says, oh, just like we talked about where the thyroid slows down, but then it'll metabolism and everything will pick up when there's a refeed because the body says, oh, there is food. There is plenty of food. I can burn fat and I don't have to burn muscle. But I think that's how carbs cycling, that's the theory behind Right. when uh, people are getting ready for those but the competition i originally did because i'd probably take everything to competition with my forces but it for really for me it was just goals hey i want to do that and yeah. then i liked the process and then what i like is if i want to be that work then what can i do to be better so then the next six months i'm back to my still doing my program i'm just eating more calories and doing less little less cardio and so it becomes a lifestyle so everybody's like how long can you compete keep doing this for your body and i was like then i had one uh lifespan doctor telling me when i was uh, before i turned 50 he says you know you'll probably have to stop this in your 50s (laughs) (laughs) when you turn 50 
And then I went, I turned 50, I went through menopause. I was like, it didn't even feel the change probably because of my lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he surmised, you know, is it's probably just because, and even though I went some time without having a cycle because my body, you know, like runners or extreme athlete women, your body fat's low, but then right, it comes right. back. But, I, low body fat. but so I don't think my, yes, maybe the hormones were changing, but I didn't feel the effect because our clean eating, our lifestyle makes you sleep better makes you feel good during the day so probably instead way better than taking drugs or oh, yeah. hormone replacement the jury's still out on hormone replacement sure. so whether everybody thinks it's i think people go for that because they feel so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. not not because they're oh i think i need hormones <laughs> right they go, okay, you go to the doctor because you feel bad you want to feel better and then yeah. they say that it's that money they say oh you need your hormones <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, mm. so anyway, he quit saying that after 50 because you know what? Never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which was 17 years ago. This, is, this has been a great conversation. Again, you're 67 years old, still competing as a professional bodybuilder. How do people get in touch with you? Because I think there'd be a lot of people who, who are going through, like you said, menopause or just getting a little bit older and want to feel healthy and you're obviously oh, yeah. men and women are always asking me questions and that's how i got started uh, when i was flying people were asking so many questions back yeah. then but especially now my website is being redone it is on my facebook but it's not up yet again so i have my facebook is i don't have the link to it but it's Catherine with a c-a-t-h-e-r-i-n-e page middle name Zydell, Z-I-D-E-L-L. And on Instagram, it's just C Zydell. Perfect. Okay, nice. Everybody go check out Catherine's website or a website under construction, Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> get in touch with you. Thank you again for sharing your, your knowledge. And that's a fascinating story. And congratulations for being in the game this long. This is oh, pretty thank incredible. You. Thank you so yeah. much, Chris. Have a good day. Thanks for balance.com to learn more.